Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is July 19th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good, feeling pretty great. Overall, today has been a-okay. Pretty good for a Wednesday. I'm trying to think. There's really nothing spectacular to really update you on. I didn't eat anything wonderful, you know, you know, just just a lot of the same. <laughs> but that's okay. I'll take it. Uh, sometimes no no news is good news. Uh, you know, that's a good tip. Uh, all right, let's go ahead and get into it. But I want to start, you know, classic break. You know me. Hopefully, I don't choke and die this time. That's what you're looking for. Okay, fruit salad, yummy, yummy. Um, let's start with the insider. Fifty-five whales. <coughs> there it is. Fifty-five whales may have died in a mass stranding because they refused to leave the side of an injured female. Simps, am I right? No, that's terrible. I'm sorry. Um, this is actually a really sad story, but um, fifty-five pilot whales. They were a whole pod. Uh, they died Sunday after a mass stranding on a beach in Scotland. It is believed that they washed up because uh, a pregnant female was having complications. And so they didn't want to leave her. And next thing you know, they all wind up on a remote beach in Western Isles, Scotland. Now, they brought the Divers Marine Life Rescue, or the BDMLR, uh, which is, uh, I believe, a charity, yeah. Uh, they came to help out. It seemed like a lot of the whales, the pilot whales, had already died. There might have been about 15 or so that were, like, just hanging on. Uh, they tried to uh, refloat them, uh, you know, to, you know, try to get, you know, get some water on them, maybe even try to get them, you know, back into, you know, the sea, but it didn't work out, sadly, and they all passed away. Now, they are looking into other potential theories on what happened. Like, they're, you know, they're still investigating it. It might have been that human interaction led to them getting sick, and maybe they all just kind of, you know, did cause this event. Or, um, I think what was the other reason? They got lost. Yeah, so it's also potentially possible that they got lost, got too close to, you know, shore, and, you know, they all just got stuck together. Um, but, yeah, I believe that they have found, you know, not to be too graphic, but um, when they got on the scene, they did find one of the whales, a female whale, that had a prolapsed vagina. So I was like, oh, wow, that's intense. So, you know, it, it does seem to be like a big, big tell that that was probably the reason. Um, all right, let's go ahead and move along here. Not that I'm moving on to any good news, at least not here. Uh, from the WDAM7, getting a little local here. A uh, 16-year-old dies in accident at Marjack Poultry Plant. Sadly, we got another one, boys. Um, let's see, in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, a teenage boy is dead after an accident at a local chicken plant. 
The accident occurred around 8 p.m. on July 14th at Marjack Poultry, MSLLC's Hattiesburg Poultry Processing Plant on James Street. Uh, the employee, an employee was conducting sanitation operations and died of injuries sustained in the accident. They haven't, um, like the, the coroner hasn't, you know, found the cause of death yet. They haven't like said what exactly happened, but it was a 16 year old Hispanic male from Hattiesburg and, uh, that he had died on the scene. Uh, at least that's what the coroner, Lisa Clem has, you know, set up to this point. Uh, also, they didn't release the name, but via, like, uh, family and, like, you know, social media, uh, he's been identified as Duvan Perez, but, I mean, it, it's a shame that this is just, it feels like it's becoming more and more normal, you know, since I've started doing coverage, you know, I, I've seen, like, oh, okay, like, you, one, it's just crazy to find out there's literally kids Working in factories, making our cereal, cutting chickens, sawing logs for that sawmills. I don't fucking know. Like, once again, if you had asked me at the top of this year or last year, whatever, you know, hey, like, what do you, what do you think, like, teenagers do for work? I would have told you, like, a really cut and dry answer. Like, probably concession stands work. I don't know, like, you could get maybe a job at McDonald's or Kroger or something, you know, working at your local market store. That's the kind of level of work I thought. But, shit, the powers that be are like, you know what? These children yearn for the mines. Just send them in. Just let's, let's fucking get back to real American tradition. Real values. Let's just throw out these labor laws. Who fucking needs them? Um, so, I don't know. It's just crazy that this feels like it's just becoming more and more normal. Um, but that being said, um, Marjack Poultry did notify OSHA or the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, and they are cooperating with the investigations. Uh, they send their condolences out to the families, you know, all that. But I, 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 a fun fact they do leave off that they end off with this article that really kind of stopped me is that this is not the first time Marjack Poultry has had a fatal accident at their Hattiesburg processing plant. In 2020, two men were killed in separate accidents just six months apart. 33-year-old Joel Velasco Toto and 48-year-old Bobby Butler. Like, that is already two events too many, and now you have a third, a child, dying at your poultry place. Something is going wrong here. I feel like people are falling asleep at the wheel here, you know, in terms of, you know, what are what are, what are the safety? What are the guidelines? What's the ordinance? Are we following them? You know, like, this is important. Uh, you 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 got to be on this kind of shit. Like, it, it can kind of just seem like, oh, regular protocol lapses or whatever, but too many of these lapses, too, it just leads to death. It, it truly fucking does. You, you have to be careful, you know, and, and that's any profession. I think... People just kind of don't think too much about it, but you can get hurt and or killed in so many ways. Um, that, that was the one beautiful thing about Spike TV, A Thousand Ways to Die. It, it, it lets you know, man, you could die in a fucking hot tub tonight. So the fact that, like I said, we're just throwing kids in like situations where you need to be like, you know, professionally conscious and aware because if you're not, someone could really get hurt. You know, you, you got to be certified to operate this forklift. OK, like what the fuck? I don't know. Things to chew, things to think about. 
Um, I got some more news, and it's good news. All good news here. I'm not tinging it. There's no win question mark. You know, is this a dub? No, this is all dub. This is great. Um, from CNN, I'm just so grateful. Castaway and his dog, who survived months adrift at sea, back on dry land. So this this truly is a castaway story. Um, let's just swap out Tom Hanks with an Australian. Swap out Wilson for a cute and lovable stray dog named Bella. And it's it's like a one for one. Um, granted, he, he doesn't actually wind up washed up on a island. Uh, I guess he doesn't work for FedEx or whatever the fuck. I, there's some differences. But this is, this is a really good heart warmer. Um, an Australian sailor who spent month, months adrift in the Pacific Ocean alongside his beloved dog has recounted his remarkable tale of surviving on raw fish and rainwater after finally making it safely back to dry land. Okay, reading that out loud, definitely it... I, I, damn, damn. Okay, so he was stuck on a boat and, um, you know, he was initially trying to go to French Polynesia and what is this? 6,000 kilometers or 3,728 miles. Uh, it was a small catamaran called Aloha Toa, but it was damaged during a storm and he was stuck adrift. Um, also I should say this guy's name. I'm sorry. It is, uh, Timothy Lindsay Shattuck, 54. But I gotta say, he looks great for 54, just uh, found off the boat, castaway. He looks amazing. Um, but the thing that, that kind of stuns me here, reading it out loud, was like, oh yeah, he said he fished and ate tuna. And it's like, oh hell yeah, okay, that makes sense why he like doesn't look like the worst. Like, I mean, obviously he looks like he's he's been, you know, at, lost at sea. But, um, you know, he didn't look too bad. And it's like, oh, but wait, he was eating raw fish all the time. That's all he had. And rainwater that he was able to, like, you know, maybe cobble together in, like, a bowl or cup or something. I don't fucking know. So that shit is crazy to survive months at sea like that. Um, I couldn't imagine. Uh, let's see. To the captain and the fishing company that saved my life, I'm just so grateful. I'm alive, and I didn't think I and I didn't really think I'd make it," um, said Timothy. Uh, yeah, I can't blame him. I would be thinking like, "Man, I'm glad I have the skills to at least maintain this." But how long can I maintain this? You know, how long can Bella and I make it? Um, also, cute story with Bella was she was a stray dog he found in Mexico, and he said he tried to like you know find her a home at least three times or so. He tried. But every time he would go back to his boat, she would follow. And she was just down to ride. And I was like, oh, it's so adorable. And so Bella had to, like, go through this whole thing, too. But, you know, she's ride or die. So she made it through. Happy to see it. But uh, the pair were eventually spotted in the eastern Pacific Ocean, more than 1,200 miles from land. Uh, the boat's crew led by Captain Oscar Meza Oregon, 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 <laughs> provided Shattuck with medical attention, hydration, and food. So, came in real clutch there. Um, thank God for putting us in the path of a man who could have died. And uh, Antonio Suarez, the owner of Groom, 
uh, Grumpamar. I believe that's the ship that found them. Um, or that's the owner. That's the the owner of the tuna boat. Yeah, sorry. Uh, told reporters, uh, it is a day of happiness because we ended up on an adventure to save an adventurer who had many more problems than we did. Uh, and they asked uh, Shattuck if he plans on going back out. And um, he says, I don't know how far out in the ocean again I'll be, you know, but I think I just love nature, he said. So I respect that. I know for me, I'm way too cagey of a person. If I dip my toes in that kind of water, and that happened, (laughs) I'm thankful for this luscious beard I grew, and that's it. I'm done. I'm never going back out in the water again. Uh, But for Shattuck, this is just a day in the life for him. You know, that was crazy. Maybe he might not go out as far, but he's down to round. He's down to clown, and I respect that. Um, All right, we got one more thing to cover. It is probably the lightest of loads, so that's good. We love to see it in this profession. <laughs> you know, I'm not giving you tales of the abyss. Uh, at least not too much, not too much, not today. Um, but, you know, classic uh, outro, and then um, we'll go ahead and uh, cover this, and I'll, you know, see you on out. <laughs> Yummy. All right. From GMA. Sticky Note Bandit robs fourth Houston bank in two weeks, FBI says. So, whew, this person is on a tear. A man who has been nicknamed the Sticky Note Bandit robbed another bank in Houston on Tuesday, making his, marking his fourth robbery in two weeks, FBI said. Excuse me. Um, he has committed four robberies in less than two weeks, and we need your help to find him. Uh, that was from the FBI uh, Houston office. Uh, they said in a statement on social media. Uh, now, they don't know who this man is, but uh, he allegedly robbed the Bank of America branch on San Felipe Street in Houston while dressed as a woman. Serving cunty, baby. Um, came in, put the sticky note on the table, and sashayed away <laughs> uh, with the bag. Um, now, I believe the the most recent robbery. Uh, they don't know, they don't know the amount. Like it's unspecified from any of them, and they don't know if he got money from the last one. I believe, but most likely they he he did get away with an amount, and they just haven't said. Uh, let's see, yeah, it is, it was unclear if the suspect left Tuesday's alleged robbery with money, but he left two other, uh, two other, the Houston area banks with undisclosed sums this month, and that was according to the Bureau of Violent Crime Task Force. So, I mean, I mean, that's a crazy run. Obviously, I'm not advocating crime. I feel like I got to say that, you know, for the legalities. But, um, yeah, this feels like any time where, like, motherfuckers are hitting, like, point break level strides where they're just like, yeah, you know, just doing some summer shit, you know, bank, 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 you know, wave, wave, wave. I just immediately, like, this is cool. (laughs) Like, that's fucking hard. (laughs) Also, 
this also dawned on me too that this isn't the first time that this term has been used because i was like sticky note bandit is this like a repeat offender and it's like no like they just use this term when someone does this kind of style of bank robbery and i was like okay yeah makes sense i'm dumb cool 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 uh but very smart we've talked about uh what was it caleb rogers who was doing the uh, fucking casino heist never pull out the gun especially you fucking dummy you're a cop why would you use a fucking cop gun in a fucking crime bro big dumb um so i mean at least this perp right here you know this suspect they are you know they're they're doing crime they're doing it smart doing little disguises i will say i think i saw one picture of him though and they were doing the t-shirt mask and you're not familiar when you like, you know, you ever pull up your shirt like you smell something stinky. Um, they're doing that and then they put up the fucking, you know, uh, sticky note. That's so fucking 90s. That's so old. Like, come on. We are living in 2023. We literally have surgical masks. Just fucking put one on. Like, come on, dude. Uh, that that was very rookie. But getting a wig, getting a bra, psh, girl, you better get it. <laughs> um... But yeah, that, that's all I really got for today. I uh, wanted to end on a light note. feel like we did that. So let's see. If you'd like to help out, support the effort. Obviously, thanks so much for you know sticking around this long. That The best support is with your ears. You just let me in there. Let me worm on in there. Psh, that's the least. That's the best you could do. I, psh, I'm so thankful to be there. Um, but financially, that's an option. There's a way. And that, that's pretty cool. That's pretty S-tier thing to do. Uh, Patreon.com, Sazaya News. You become a newsie. I shout you out at the top of the month. And I also plug a project that you're doing. You know, you're on whatever or, you know, whatever space. You got a, you got a wedding coming up. Uh, you got a birthday. Psh, you cameo my ass out. I'm there for it. Uh, let's see. Free ways to hit me up. Uh, give feedback. What have you. IsaiahNews1 at gmail.com. Also, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on all the socials. All the all the good ones. Some of the bad ones, even. I'm there. You can find me. Or the podcast. Uh, also, YouTube. That's a big, important space. Uh, hopefully, you're subscribed. If not, please do. The more, the merrier. Also, hit the thumbs up. Leave comments. Hopefully, they're positive comments. We like positive vibes here. We like positive stars. Give me all of the stars. I want them all. Give them to me. Uh, so, yeah, th- those are all great ways to support the pod. <coughs> Excuse me. But, yeah, that's all I got for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for being a friend. And hopefully, I'll see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.